it's not like George W. Bush has never said anything completely idiotic or even Obama for that matter. Like George W. Bush confused OBGYNs and lesbians. And then, but that's a real big difference between strategery and um, fucking declaring yourself the king of all Jews. King Herod, folks. King Herod's back. King Herod's back, and he's going to try to root out the Christ child. <laughs> Listen, the other two magi, they brought wheat gifts. The third one brought gold. What are you going to bring to compete with that? I bring gold and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh, folks. Folks, that's just perfume like and more crap. perfume. Hi, hey, hello. Welcome to the Rockcast. First of all, I'd like to start off by saying rest in piss to a notorious ghoul, David Koch. Looks like America's got another gender-neutral bathroom. <laughs> Hell yeah. Too bad it's the one that like is more of the socialite than the political one. But I mean, he can't be falling too far behind. You know, genetics yeah, Genetics will make sure they tie together and closely. We can only hope so. But somehow Henry Kissinger is still alive. But the only problem is, like, as much as I love to see these old shitheads die, they still won. Like, it's not like, you know, they die and then the new world can begin because they're dead. Merely, they're just dead and some shithead will replace them. But all the damage that has been done by them is still there. Right. And they built up, like, such a a buffer uh, in the world to make sure that, like, this will continue to go on long after they die. Exactly. Speaking of things dying, uh, let's get into our first topic, the Amazon rainforest fires. This is something I know is bad. Uh, I don't know much about or the history about. So uh, would you like to start explaining this to us? Kind of. I like it. I only know a little bit about it. So I'm going to give you sort of the bullshit uh, 101 lesson on this. In short, the Amazon rainforest is on fire. A lot of it is on fire. And that's real fucking bad because, you know, if you've taken any like science class and you are not, you know, your brain isn't completely rotted and you still believe in climate change. Um, so basically, like the Amazon rainforest is sort of the lungs of the planet. They filter, I think it's about a fifth of the carbon dioxide out of the air and then, you know, replace that carbon dioxide that we can't breathe with oxygen that we can breathe. And most of the Amazon is located in Brazil. And these fires that are going on right now, they aren't just some kind of accident. It's not like somebody just left their campfire on while they're camping. These are 100% manufactured by human beings, by ranchers and farmers, trying to clear some land so they can grow more stuff, usually cattle and soybeans to feed the said cattle. These fires in the Amazon aren't new. The Amazon is usually on fire because people are trying to clear land. But this has been rapidly escalated by the Bolsonaro regime. And they are trying to basically just declare war on the jungle for business's sake. Because Jair Bolsonaro doesn't believe that climate change is a thing. And pretty much wants to just kill every indigenous people that live in the rainforest. Right. And Bolsonaro's election was completely undemocratic uh, by any means. Uh, the guy exactly. who was running, that's a whole different story. Basically, he got his buddy in the court system to roust out his only real major competition and then promoted said judge to like one of the highest justice positions in Brazil. And Brazil has pretty much never had free elections either. They were run by a military dictatorship since the 30s. Who uh, until... Bolsonaro was a part of. Right, and he thought was really, really great. We might all die sooner than we thought. The scientists also predict that these fires may become just completely uncontrollable and may light the entire jungle on fire. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Not good, folks. Not good. So uh, you better invest in some air tanks now. This is probably why Trump was trying to buy Greenland. <laughs> So he could have some kind of like private ice island that, where he can melt all the ice into oxygen. Well, there's Which no also ice like in Greenland anymore to melt. Is this is fucked? Obviously, because you know it's killing a fifth of the world's oxygen supply. Which also like a huge rainforest or like tundra forest or whatever in Serbia is also being burned and lit on fire. Okay. Yeah. Also not good. But yeah, another reason why these fires are horrible and an atrocity. Not just because of the environmental damage, but these fires are definitely being used as a guise 
to hide the slaughter of indigenous people in the Amazon. Because one of the main like groups that is for saving the rainforest are the indigenous people that have the right to the land that they can't like that they're not willing to give to the farmers. So the farmers are likely starting these fires and then just massacring all these indigenous people like we did in the 1800s. And yeah, so there's probably a genocide going on right now that we will never hear about. Yeah. Climate change is so incredibly linked to imperialism and genocide. I mean, that was a whole deal with the Dakota Access Pipeline. Same exact thing. And that's, you know, police brutality was employed there, just as I imagine extra governmental police force and police brutality is being employed here for the gains of corporations. Um, Climate change, immigration, jobs, these are not separate problems altogether. They are all completely intertwined and you can't just solve one of them and hope the rest come with it. You have to take a multifaceted approach to try and fix these things in order to build a better world. That's pretty much the long and short of it is these fires aren't being lit just because the black goop from Fern Gully wants to burn down the forest. They're being lit for capitalism. Capitalism forever needs just more room to expand and destroy and break people. Absolutely. 100%. There is no way to solve climate change. Uh, with capitalism it's still in the mix uh the only actual solution is echo socialism yeah hell yeah horribly fucked amazon rainforest fires completely and totally bad amazon fc ambassadors obviously this has been a huge meme all these accounts on twitter are actual people but they look like complete bots and employees are being paid by amazon to do counterintelligence on social media in order to obfuscate from their Horrible, horrible working conditions. I mean, which everybody knows about. It's been in the news. John Oliver did an episode on it. So obviously people are aware of this. And one of uh, basically, I don't think employees really want to do this. It's incentive. Uh, basically, they just are doing this to get out of loading and unloading trucks for the day. They take a 12-hour shift and be incredibly online. Uh, so they don't fuck up their backs even more lifting heavy shit um, for us as consumers to buy and purchase. And so one of the reasons why this is so fucked is it kind of offers some insight into the way Amazon and large companies as a whole view employees as tools and not people. You know, they're things that are to be bought and paid for as means to be means to an end, which obviously know you know and you've experienced if you've ever worked for a place like Starbucks or McDonald's, places with incredibly high turnover or, rates. Or if you've worked anywhere ever. That, that I mean, you haven't been a business owner of. And so... Yeah, unless you own the means of production, you are working class. You are just an, an asset for somebody. Even if you're some kind of high-paid analyst, you, what they pay you is a fraction of what they're making off you so even if you are some petty bouge like computer programmer or some shit you are still being exploited yeah you are just a humunculus sorry i keep cutting you off oh you're you're Uh, you're just a humunculus tool to create profit yeah absolutely and at the end of the day they don't care about you right even finance lawyer like the the most gormless of finance lawyers are organizing these multi-million dollar contracts they're getting pennies of it absolute fractions like the people who hold the reins of capital do not care and they do not give a shit and so these amazon fc accounts come in juxtaposition to workers striking for amazon amazon worker strikes have not necessarily been in the news um bernie sanders much like he was fighting for the 15 dollars minimum wage for walmart workers he also helped fight for a $15 minimum wage for Amazon workers. Obviously, that's still not enough. These people still need health care. They still need benefits and dental care and life insurance policies and retirement plans. So even if this like magic routine doesn't change the public image of Amazon, which Amazon has to know it won't, there's no way it can. It's sort of creating counter press coverage to cover up the fact that workers are striking. The goal of this isn't to be a PR stunt for Amazon because one, Amazon is a monopoly, doesn't really care about their public image and doesn't really need to care about their public image. They mostly just need to distract people from the fact that workers are trying to organize and they're trying to make sure they can eke out a living in horrible, horrible working conditions. 
Amazon knows this looks insane and it looks ridiculous and it's supposed to by design. These people tweeting at these accounts are not into it. They are mostly just running, trying to create a manufactured situation to distract the public from other things that are going on. Yeah, it's just like classic anti-union tactics, but just really boring and lame. Like, imagine if, like, just the Pinkertons just, like, made snide comments at you. Like, nobody is convinced by this. Like, what kind of stooly dumb shit is this? Right. And, like, if you are convinced by this, holy shit, you must be a complete moron. Like, uh, we're really, we feel sorry for you. Right. You're somebody in the Midwest who's voting for, um... Whoever the uh, liberal libertarians are running for president, which I think is John McAfee this year. I mean, I think, you know, people who are convinced by this have been drinking too much of the Hickenlooper fracking water because your brain is like deformed if you believe any of this. Like if you can't like connect the dots like and see, oh, this is just cor- a corporate sham and not like, even... you're being paid for this. Not even fracking water, just lead paint you found in your garage that hasn't dried up. <laughs> Turpentine. <for> <laughs> Turpentine. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're going to go fucking blind from this bullshit. Holy cow. It, like, I, I can't even imagine that there are people who are convinced by this. The That is so laughable that somebody is that fucking stupid. Another thing, whenever I see like a stupid online promotion like this, like, I work for a very small local business, and just getting an Instagram post out that, like, doesn't suck shit is incredibly difficult. I couldn't imagine how many, like, think tank consort, like, people, uh, uh, consultants and, like, social media gurus had to just think about this in, like, a room with, like, beanbag chairs and just be like, what if we, like, say the unions are are bad and that it, working at amazon's great like how many people wasted their time and energy to make this shit campaign too many and yeah too, too many. many and then like this is probably what they had on their mind like this kept them up at night and at no point they're like wow this is fucking wrong right they like maybe i should find a different job god and they worked a 12-hour double just to like figure just to figure out some way to obfuscate the Amazon workers striking. It's well, yeah, I'm not talking about the people that got goaded into posting. Yeah. Like that got like a lighter sentence. Like, yeah, you're a stoolie, but I understand like the the reason why you would stool like that. Yeah. I mean the people whose idea it was to even do this in the first place. No, yeah, 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 yeah. They like uh, they I'm talking about like working a 12 hour double. You got to stay late. And like I can't imagine this took more than a week to come up with because it just feels so haphazard and thrown together that there was anything more than a, a couple of half-baked guys in Seattle's with like fucking beards who subscribe to like the man box. Yeah, they like they uh, do LSD to figure out how they can like self actualize into creating more profit for Bezos. Oh. I just had a breakthrough on my latest ayahuasca trip about group synergy. Oh, oh. I just had a breakthrough about running machinations in order to distract CNN and BuzzFeed and Vox from reporting on Amazon workers striking. Listen, drugs do not liberate you from the class class struggle. They will not set your mind free. Now, if anything, drugs have only imprisoned my mind and uh, oh yeah, further like more I, afraid. Oh man, Marxism has done for has done more for me waking up as a uh, sentient person than any drug I've ever done. Right? Yeah, I like like Das Capital and the Communist Manifesto. Mm. I was feeling alive after I read those. Yeah, I uh, I was feeling like ready to run and ready like I was ready to max out lifting after I got done halfway through reading uh, the Conquest of Breath. I'm ready to put on some muscle mass in order to bash. I I literally work out to the Red Army Choir. (laughs) Like Uh, my my, like you know that thing that keeps me going is like I want to I want to like punch some fascists. Like uh, come on, I'm I'm struggling. 
uh, so I could beat the bourgeois class. <laughs> me too. I uh, I uh, I'm such like a, a Midwest loser. I just keep maxing out to like Slipknot and fucking metalcore. Like, oh god, it's so oh man, it's so good to max out to. Like, really? Because it's for me, it's a. Uh... Japanese pop music and the Red Army Choir. Oh, there is a um a Japanese prog rock band that I fucking love. Um, they're okay. called Tricot. They're all women, and it's fucking insane. They're so good. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to move into the gubernatorial race? Uh, I don't want to, but yeah, I'll talk about it. Actually, hold I guess on. that's what I signed up for. I gotta take a leak real quick. Okay, I literally, you could just stay on the line. I peed while we were talking about that anime. <laughs> but, well, I can't disconnect my phone from the setup, so I'm going to go oh, okay. AFM. All right, all right, all right, I'm back. Ah, okay. Let's right. broaden our brains a little more. Woo! All right, Louisiana gubernatorial race. God, what a good word, gubernatorial. <laughs> it's such a goofy-ass word for something so moderately important. I wouldn't say it's super important. Because governors are kind of just like a screwball position. Like, come on, Reagan became the governor. Anybody can do it. Well, um, and as as you'll find out, uh, anybody can become the governor of Louisiana. Apparently. <laughs> oh man, the the pictures you put in these notes. Uh, I'll link them in the description. But holy now, shit, I did hilarious. try to find some of the worst photos I could, but even the high quality ones aren't that better. <laughs> Yeah, so you're probably wondering, like, why do I care about the governor of Louisiana? I don't live there. And you're right, it's really not that important, but it's, you know, another just interesting thing that's going on in the world that you could know about, and you should probably take some note in your own local and state elections, because that's where the real corruption and real mudslinging just human suffering of politics goes on oh yeah i worked at a uh, a starbucks downtown um right across the street from the state house and literally not even a block away caddy corner to the state house was a chase bank building and in the building was a coke brothers think tank that is not a coincidence they were purposely purposefully stationed there and i think i think mike dewine is the new governor of ohio right uh, I don't live there. I don't fucking know. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. But Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. So if you know anything about Louisiana, um, you're probably going to know that it is usually ranked either the worst or second to worst state in the union based on infant mortality, education, you know, all that good stuff. So it's usually ranked last or dead to last with Mississippi or Alabama. And it kind of shuffles around every couple of years. And now, why do I live here? I have no idea. But I live in New Orleans. It's a pretty cool time. We got, you know, lots of cool stuff. Like, we got lizards everywhere, and you could drink on the sidewalk. But, you know, I can't escape the reality that I live in basically what is the South pre-Civil War now. Like, so, I don't own a TV. And for some reason, I am still plagued by watching all of the ads for the uh, candidates running for governor in this next election which is all the way in October. So I don't own a TV, so I don't watch just TV frequently. I barely stream anything anymore. But somehow I've seen every commercial for every candidate, and by God, they are all absolute psychopaths. Uh, let's start off. Current governor of Louisiana, and he is the incumbent. He's a Democrat. His name's John Bell Edwards. He's the 56th governor of Louisiana. Uh, he was elected in 2016. And he is an absolute shithead. But you know what? I have also been bombarded for political ad campaigns. I made the mistake of clicking on one of Trump's because it was like, it's a survey. And I'm like, all right, I want to see what this I've survey. seen that one. And I don't want to click on it because God knows what it'll do to my cookies. Um, oh, it's fucked up my cookies. But the questions on the political survey were like, who would you rather have for president? Donald J. Trump or a socialist Democrat? Like literal boomer facebook meme language it, uh, it was fucking disgusting they they know who their target audience is are. because that's the people who vote in every election yeah facebook. it's like you you uh, at the retirement home you just sit around and you just vote it's like you watch uh, whatever awful shows on abc right now back on topic john bell edwards is the current 
governor of Louisiana. And if you don't know what he looks like, imagine Randy from My Name is Earl, but he was constantly rolling on Molly. Yeah, he's he's a weird looking dude. He's a Democrat, but like a Democrat in the least cool way. And being a Democrat's already not that cool. He is a conservative Democrat who describes himself as pro-life and pro-gun. So he's just a Republican who wears a blue tie to work every day. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of uh, people who want Democrats who are anti-abortion, uh, there's a Columbus crank we'll be reading about later um, who wants this exact guy in office. Oh, God. It's I just the thing I don't understand about being a Democrat who's anti-abortion is then how are you different than the Republicans at all? You're not. You're Like, that is the one thing I think most Democratic voters care about. Yeah. Is whether or not you support abortion rights. That's that's it. Like, every person in their pussy hat and their fucking Stephen Colbert books and all that other just wonk bullshit, that's the one thing they care about is, can women get abortions? Yes, no. Everything else is just sort of, you know, they don't care. Do you know much about, obviously, Louisiana is a, a pretty red state, mm. much about the Republican machine that goes on to funneling these guys through the pipelines? Not offhand, but Louisiana and the rest of the Deep South is very, very, very corrupt. Louisiana is pretty much basically just an extraction-based economy. So it's almost all oil or some kind of farmland. So the state is very, very corrupted by oil companies who will pay pretty much anybody to be a politician. If you will like give the oil companies more money, they will give you money to be to run for office. Which, uh, like we talked about earlier, you're just a fucking servant to these people. Even if you're yeah. a politician who has access to means and control, you're just a fucking another paycheck on their employee book like right mm. a drop in the bucket for them how, so how did this guy um who's current governor get to be governor let me talk about let me talk about this guy a little more first and i can get into that okay so yeah basically this guy is just a dixiecrat from the 40s he is a democrat that if given the choice would probably segregate schools but his justification would be the good old neoliberal line of you know we're working together and reaching across the aisle. In my research to find anything out about this guy, all I found was articles just applauding him for being the type of Democrat the country needs, one that is willing to work with Republicans. And, you know, that's real cool. Sure, he his, the one accomplishment he's credited for is extending Medicaid to thousands of people in Louisiana, which I, I am actually sure that doesn't even do anything. It does just about more than nothing uh yeah we, it's we barely to, an accomplishment yeah medicare expansion in ohio um and i know it helped out a couple of my early college friends who had just graduated and needed insurance because of the obama mandate and were able to hop on medicare and medicaid but that does have like an exp exp expiry date to it um, right it's like no solution barely extending like the thinnest lifeline out to to people who need it especially if you're like somebody who has intensive medical care costs um right like insulin yeah so this guy kind of sucks he's basically done nothing maybe moved some numbers around on a spreadsheet that helped like five people if you further read into his accomplishments he uh apparently signed an executive order or whatever the fuck you call it when you're governor that would protect lesbian gay bisexual and transgender people from harassment or job dismissals but there's a caveat that uh you're allowed to do it if it's part of your religious beliefs so basically nothing <laughs> Right, because primarily... Nobody's going to fire somebody if they're gay for a secular reason. You did fuck all there, John. Uh, another thing this shithead did was he signed a heartbeat law into effect. So he restricted abortion to 15 weeks. So it has to occur within 15 weeks, which is lower than most states, even the most Republican ones, have in the country. Right. And, you know, you think about how pregnancy works. That's... What, barely enough time to know if you're pregnant? That's what, maybe uh, two periods, maybe three. Like, for some people, it's just normal to skip two um, periods. 
Right. It's like you would need to be testing yourself every week just regularly. Cool, John. Really cool. I'm really glad you're doing this. And another fun fact about this heartbeat bill, there's no exclusions for cases of rape and incest. Ooh, very cool. <laughs> yeah, so he's working with the Republicans and not getting anything in return. So, yeah, that's great, John. Basically, I mean, this guy, what I assume is just a Democrat in label only, who I, I imagine... Just based on hearing his record, Louisiana is such a machine state that even to some extent, the Democratic Party is controlled by the Republicans there. And it's just basically an illusory veil to throw up to make sure that like there is some bipartisanship going on just to create the thinnest silk veil of we're cooperating. Things might be getting done. There is a possibility for change. Yeah, it's all just parlor tricks and manufactured consent. Yeah. There's likely nothing real going on. But I still have to follow these jokers because I am a fool. And my brain has just been thoroughly, thoroughly rotted. So you're probably wondering, like, okay, how did this dickhead get elected if he is kind of terrible? Well, let's talk about Bobby Jindal, the former governor. And probably one of the biggest shitheads you could ever imagine. So, let's talk about Bobby Jindal. He is... God, I hate him so much. But let's let's talk about his life. So, he was born in Baton Rouge, the capital of Louisiana, to uh, Punjabi immigrants. Bobby Jindal is Indian, South Asian descent. His real name is Piyush. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but he goes by Bobby. Because that was his nickname growing up. Um, his early life isn't really that interesting. His parents were an engineer and his mother were a nuclear physicist. So it's not like he was raised by some dum-dums. He should be smarter than he is. The only thing I could find that's even noteworthy about mentioning his, in his life is that he claims to have converted from Hinduism to Christianity in his teens, like let's say like 15. And this is a word, this is a quote by quote statement from him that he used to read the Bible in his closet every night with a flashlight to hide it from his parents. Ooh, that, I'll tell you what, for conservatives, that's like ecstasy. That's like fucking DMT. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, the brown people are persecuting the Christians. And they're like, <laughs> just just a nice, sweet, like, mainline of methamphetamine that I like just, like, allows conservative to just get off and masturbate to. Holy shit. Yeah, and the fact that, like, he, he the religious people get to feel oppressed. Like, he had to hide it from his parents. Oh, God. Like, he probably had to come out to his family, like, Mom, Dad, I'm a Catholic. <laughs> what the fuck, Bobby? Like, that's the opposite of cool. Well, first of all, it, it doesn't say Catholic, because, like, converting from... No, it's Louisiana, so it's Catholic. Uh, oh, Catholic? Really? Yeah, it's very Catholic. Uh, the state's very Catholic-dominated. I can double-check this right now. Okay, I just assumed it was, like, run-of-the-mill mm -mm. uh, Protestant where they just go dunk you in a river, and that's that. Um, not, like, oh, converting to Catholicism is a fucking nightmare. Because of Louisiana's, like, French origins, most of the religious people down here are Catholic. Ah, I see. Which is... Insane. I see uh, nuns walking around all the time down here. And you ever seen a nun just like at the coffee shop? It's yeah. kind of spooky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to a Catholic school as a kid. My first grade teacher was a nun who I, I she was 90 when I was in school there. And I think she's like 100 and she's still working there. And she like just retired like last year or two years ago. I found out from somebody who I used to go to elementary school with. I could go into how Catholic schools are a mess later. That's another episode. So I'm going to keep talking about Bobby Jindal. So he began his career early in life, and he had a bunch of internships and a bunch of non-interesting positions that somehow got him to be into politics. His early career is fairly impressive, judging by a politician's standards. He uh, held a lot of positions at the Bush administration, was in the House of Representatives, all, all before he was 28, a real rising star. Like, he had that, like, what they call in the Silicon Valley, he was a unicorn or some shit. <laughs> so, a woman who's open to a bisexual three-way in a relationship? No, I don't think so. Well, because that's, that's what I always thought unicorns meant. And I didn't realize that 
until just now that Silicon Valley guys had co-opted that and come up with so no, a... Adam, Adam, you're saying silicone. See, that's, uh, that's the porn industry. Sorry, silicone. obviously you can tell I'm very horny. Um, <laughs> from the last two comments we have just made, I will try to cool it down. Get your shit together and stop being misogynistic. <laughs> but yeah, Bobby Jindal is basically been raised by you know psychopaths and he took his post-grad at psychopath school in uh washington dc georgetown or another one i'm not literally what got his master's at psychopath school he was part of the bush administration (laughs) you know like a fucking evil like if we think trump is bad bush was 10 times as evil in just the amount of horrid shit that he did so he he uh, got his like start through the Bush administration, and then um, he became governor after that. And so he's basically desperate to climb the political ladder and will do anything to get more power, which kind of makes him an awful, awful person. Um, so when he was governor, he basically ruined the state just to impress more powerful Republicans so he could get back on the saddle of the federal government. How did he ruin Louisiana, a state that really doesn't need a lot of help? Well, he managed to bankrupt the entire state by giving handouts to corporations. And I'm not talking just like, you know, boring ones. He gave out absolutely ridiculous ones. He gave out $700,000 to Walmart so they could build two new stores. That is fucking chump change. Like, <laughs> right. Walmart doesn't need seven, like... It's like the richest company in the world. Why? That, that's just, that, that's pitiful. Are you like, telling me it costs $350,000 to build one Walmart and that they need help to do that? Yes, I can tell you that it does, in fact, cost that much money to build one Walmart. Actually, it was almost exactly for $350,000. Another fun handout he gave was to the uh, Robbins family of Duck Dynasty. <laughs> he gave them $330,000 for every episode that they air. <laughs> uh, every episode they made, they got free money from the government. And I mean, aren't these people who like rail against government handouts to people? Oh, yeah. These are all people that would... that clutch their pearls at the sign of the most tepid socialism you can imagine but that's you know there's way more sh- ugly shit that he did um, I think he Valer- about, um money to the like louisiana pawn star spinoff too probably did he probably also gave money out to the louisiana storage wars and the louisiana john and kate plus eight God, what a fucked up way to justify like bringing in state tourism is just like yeah. a bunch of fucking tlc shows uh, another way Bobby Jindal wasted the state money is uh, the oil company down here, Valero, said that they would, you know, expand one of their plants and it would create 43 new jobs. He gave them $10 million for this. What? Oh, fuck. <laughs> right. For 43 new jobs. Fuck. To employ, like, you know, maybe two kindergarten classrooms worth of people. $10 million. So um, all this, you know, horrible, reckless spending left Louisiana with a debt of $1.4 billion. Fuck. Like, and that's not that big of a debt for, like, a a small country or, like, even a more wealthy state. But this is Louisiana. Our biggest city is about the size of Cleveland. Fuck. Fuck. And, like, oh. Just, just like state debt is also completely manufactured. Yep. Uh, well, deficits in general. Yeah. And trying to balance the deficit. Like, it doesn't matter because you're the government and you control whether or not you need to enforce that debt or not. Fuck. I'm like vibrating right now. Oh, okay. Don't worry. I'm, I'm just like, I, I, I'm, I'm ascending. My, I can feel my soul just leaving my fucking body. It, it gets worse. So. You might think that, you know, maybe he tried to raise taxes or get some revenue for all this, but no. Instead, to pay for this, he just gutted every social service that you could possibly imagine. All public hospitals and charity hospitals, they got closed, and they became private or just big derelict buildings. There are so many abandoned hospitals in New Orleans. Like, after Katrina, we just had a bunch of abandoned hospitals, and none of them got fixed because of Bobby Jindal. And... None of this stuff is, like, shocking to me. It's just 
hearing it all at once. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, is that that's what really hurts? Because you hear stories about how like, oh, they're trying to cut public funding to ease the deficit, but you never but, fucking hear about the through line to how they like, got oh, there. they cut the budget. You just, just hear they might the banal shit they fucking spent the money on. Mr. B, Mr. BJ, he closed every psychiatric ward in the state. So now we have a giant homeless problem because there's just mentally ill people with nowhere to go. Um, and this is a problem that a lot of states have because Republicans love to do this. Pod Damn America just did a great episode about this with Reagan in California. Uh, I recommend you give that one a listen. He got rid of the $1.3 million budget for a program that helped 18-year-olds that were leaving the foster care system. So he basically got rid of like people with no families and no support system all for six episodes of Duck Dynasty. <laughs> or no, that's four. Sorry. I can't do math right now. God, can you imagine just being a kid in the 18-year-old, like, just getting out of the foster care system? And, like, and they hearing... just show you four episodes of Duck <laughs> Dynasty, and you're like, sorry, you're homeless now. God, these people are fucking monsters. <laughs> yeah, well, it keeps getting worse. Uh, oh. Bobby Jindal has a 100% pro-life voting record. So, yeah, basically, Bobby did all of this because he wanted to be president of the United States. So in 2016, he really wanted to run for president. So he did all this horrible shit, like give tax handouts to everybody and not raise taxes at all. Cut all the social services and generally just be a fucking monster, for lack of a better word, because he wanted to follow the conservative ideology. He wanted to just pump the teats of ideology until that warm, oozy, toenail-filled milk came pouring out. So he could look like a big Republican conservative boy, the big daddy Illuminati Republicans. Yeah. And, like, we, we've heard about, like, his earlier career. And I, I am getting the vibes that this is all just a means to the end. So he can retire early and just end up getting a job, like a nice cushy job at some think tank where he doesn't have to fucking do anything. Yeah. He just wants to be powerful. But as you guys know, Bobby Jindal isn't the president. We have somebody somehow more ridiculous. And his presidential campaign did not go anywhere. The only thing that was noteworthy about his campaign was the video of him embarrassing himself in front of his family. That's right. Like very well, right? Okay, so mommy and daddy wanted to talk to you. Now, so you remember the question you asked me last night? What did you ask me? We've been, mommy and daddy have been thinking and praying about this a lot. I know you've been hearing about this. We wanted to talk to you first. We haven't talked to mommy, or big daddy, or poppy, or grandma, okay? We're going to talk to you first, and then you can't go tell your friends. You can't go tell everybody at baseball tomorrow, right? I'm not going to tell everybody at soccer. Okay? So mommy and daddy have been thinking and talking a lot about this. We have decided we are going to be running. That's good. <laughs> so, about you? So, was that a surprise or did you pretty much expect that? <laughs> you and Sally already figured it out? I feel like you're going to talk to us. Well, we wanted to talk to you first. Now, things are going to change a little bit. So, we're going to be busy, obviously, this year, as you're traveling. Maybe you'll get a chance if you behave to go back to Iowa. Would you like that? <laughs> you like Iowa, don't you? <laughs> What do you like? What do you remember about Iowa? Popcorn? It's popcorn. What else? Popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> I thought you might remember the candy bar you got, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, bear was pretty cool. You know what? Can you go back to the fair, maybe? Listen, if you behave, would that be worth behaving for? Do you have any questions about Mr. Like... Bobby Jindal, grade A, shithead. Yeah, so Bobby Jindal, grade A shithead. Grade um, A shithead. Uh, nobody knows where he is right now. Like, like literally, like, like he he's is... gone missing? Well, yeah, like, uh, 
nobody in Louisiana knows where he's at. He's basically just dropped off the face of the earth because I'm pretty sure if we saw him, we would kill him. <laughs> because he completely nuked this state with his fucking spending and just being a cretin. Just mm. Okay, so back to the election. So now that we've talked about the incumbent and the past governor, who else is left in this awful race? So the Repub- the main Republican candidate is Ralph Abraham. And now I really don't have a lot to say about this fucking gormless asshole. Other than that, his platform is just insane boomer memes. Like, you know how there's a lot of Congress people running and like their platform is they believe in Q? Yeah. Or like they're actual Nazis. Is he a Q guy? Uh, I no, not yet. But he's probably only like one election away from that. I'm Ralph Abraham. I'm running for governor. And here's the truth. Life begins at conception. Government is too big. Our taxes are too high. And our car insurance is too expensive. President Trump is doing a great job. Facts matter more than feelings. The Second Amendment is self-explanatory, and as a doctor, I can assure you there are only two genders. I'm Republican conservative Ralph Abraham. I'm running for governor, and that's the truth. That ad was like every... Awful. It literally, it was just Ben Shapiro. Um video titles yeah it was it, like it was just buzzwords it was just it was buzzwords. just lib owning that was all it was Holy it was cow. facebook memes yeah that uh, that like fuck. the facts care are more important than feelings there are only two genders okay and it's also another noteworthy thing about this guy is he is a doctor yes his name is dr ralph abraham but he's not a people doctor he's a vet <laughs> So, like, I'm sure he knows a lot about dog pussy. <laughs> yeah, real fucking cool, uh, Ralph. This, this guy seems like a fucking horse doctor, I can tell. He, he, probably, he probably loves euthanizing horses. <laughs> like, putting the bolt gun up to their head and going, <laughs> like, that's what you get for being trans, old Skippy. <laughs> like, he's just all buzzwords. He has no positions that are not unique from like facebook meme groups he's awful um when trump said that like uh ilhan omar aoc talib and uh ayanna presley should all be deported despite the fact most of them are american citizens that were born here uh abraham said that he'd pay for the tickets out of the country like like a shitty schoolyard bully being like yeah and i'll do that too god he's just just the like 100 percent peanut gallery Side he's scum. Kid. He's a sidekick to. He, he's the short kid who hangs out with the bully to feel more powerful. Or he's the fat one that hangs out with the bully. Oh, he's God. he's awful. Uh, another awful thing I found about him after you know the Orlando shooting at the uh, what was the nightclub called? Uh, Pulse. Yeah, at the Pulse nightclub shooting. Here's what he had to say: Diane and I are continuing to pray for our victims, family and friends, and loved ones of those involved in the Orlando shooting. Officials have concerned that the shooter that carried out this senseless act of evil pledged allegiance to ISIS. I ask you to remain vigilant in your communities, and should you choose me and pray daily for our servicemen and women and law enforcement officials who face the threats of terror head-on every day, as a nation we must destroy ISIS and all terrorist threats. God. So, like... like, yeah, after a, a horrible mass shooting, he blamed ISIS. You, he's, like, just covering up with your own personal homophobia with just more intense homophobia and racism <laughs> what like what a what a brass balls move God. right and to make it worse if you go to wikipedia which i'm not gonna lie i did a lot of research on he the link at the bottom of his page is list of arab and middle eastern americans in united states congress because his grandparents came from lebanon lebanon so there is a hundred percent chance that when he makes like foul jokes about ISIS, he probably prefaces them with like, it's okay, I'm Middle Eastern. One more candidate I got to talk about, and he's the one that got me interested in this fucked up story and why I had to learn so much about this state's just wretched history. And that is Eddie Rasponi, another Republican, um, except he's running on the platform of being an outsider. 
He's basically trying to do the Trump thing. And if you don't know what this guy looks like, imagine Cotton Hill from King of the Hill. Yeah, all of these pictures Ugh. are getting linked in the description. Oh, yeah, they're all terrible. Each one of these people just looks like a Mike Judge cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, they're all hideous. But Eddie Rasponi has been advertising the most. So I've had to see his advertisement probably more than any of the other ones. And his ad is just makes me vomit in my mouth a little bit every time I have to see it. Um, the first line of this ad, and I also recommend you cut this one into the podcast, is that he says he's 100% pro-life, and without even taking a breath, he somehow managed to seamlessly, like, segue between saying he's pro-life and that he's a lifelong hunter. Like, I don't even know how he did. He's like, I'm 100% pro-life long hunter. Like, it's just seamless. He just completely glosses over the abortion issue. Like, I hate this guy. And he's just... All you need to know is he is just the pure brainworms and corruption that is the end of republican ideology hold on i we need to, well it's the beginning um but well or, or i guess the logical conclusion of pro-life we need to back up to this pro-life hunter statement real quick uh because i yeah so is he like i am pro-life comma and a hunter or i am a pro-life hunter <laughs> oh um it's like a comma like he is pro-life and a lifelong hunter okay he didn't say those all in one sentence did he i'm eddie Risponi. i'm 100 pro-life a lifelong outdoorsman and a businessman who's created thousands of jobs conservative outsider eddie Risponi. i'll stand with president trump to ban sanctuary cities require work for welfare benefits and give voters the right to approve serious tax reform a plan so easy, a career politician could do it. <laughs> they never will. Boom, there it is. Eddie Rusponi for governor. Oh, God. It, oh, fuck, dude. Fuck. Yep. Fuck. Yep. Oh, He's scum. Scum. Absolute scum. And it's just like, what makes me angry about Eddie Rusponi is just the ideology the, the backwards, contradictory ideology that is modern-day conservatism or republicanism, whatever you want to call it, because it it's just all inconsistencies. Right. It's... Oh, fuck. Like, it doesn't have to make sense. Like, oh, you're an outsider, but you're running on the Republican platform and you support the, the president? Like, okay, that's not exactly what an outsider is. I'll tell you what, that um the first ad I watched of his, I, I think that's the one I'm gonna cut in. That one just seemed fucking insane where he's like, Every day I wake up and I bow my head to God. That that's some fucked up shit. Like yeah. that that to me it seems more wild of a political ad than the one where he seamlessly I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll, well see. You can in- you can edit this however you want, but all you need to know is Eddie Rasponi is just the fucking bane of my existence right now. Because I can't go anywhere without somehow seeing an ad of his. Wow, this uh, the Louisiana race just seems like <laughs> the choice between bad and worse. It's basically the choice the choice between like a Republican who's going, yeah, I'm hooting and hollering and I'm going to ruin the country a little more. Like, just a rude Republican and one who will, like, you know, claim he's doing what's best for you. God, and just one with fucking dopey-ass fish eyes. <laughs> yeah. This guy, the, so this guy looks like Bobby, um, the damn John Bell. He looks like Bobby Hill, um, but, like, 40 fucking years old. Okay, I see it. <laughs> Oh man, each and every one of these guys is a Mike Judge character. They're so fucking cartoonish. And I, I'm sure I could do a whole episode on just the people that have been in power in Louisiana. Yeah. Because it's just such cartoonish corruption. Like basically all these guys go, yeah, see, and then we'll make more money. Uh, but yeah, now I care way more about my state elections, and you should too, because. You may not live in the worst-ranked state in the union, but God knows that your state is probably dealing with corruption as bad as these people that you don't even know about. Ooh. So do a little research on your local elections is all I got to say. We're actually going to get into that, but we'll save that for the end because that, that's our, our feel-good story of the week is 
working to fight Columbus corruption. Whew. All right. Yeah. So that's uh, what I'm dealing with. Let's uh, let's hear from some cranks. All right. So we are getting into some Columbus cranks and all. Crank, 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 crank it up. Maniac of the week. Thank you, Archie Barton, um, for that clip. All right. Here's one from a bootlicker. There might be Dems whom I can't support. Thank you for publishing the Sunday Dispatch article, Abortion Polarizing Force for Dems GOP. I was unaware there was such a thing as an anti-Democrat. All right. So first of all, this guy used whom correctly in the title of the article, (laughs) um, but didn't fucking use the right article as a anti-abortion or an anti-abortion. Like... He probably did all the research on how to use whom correctly and Ugh. not spell check the rest of the article. It has given me hope that I may once again vote for Democrat candidates. My top voting criterion is the commitment of the candidate to defend the constitutional right of all people, including babies. In other words, babies facing execution must be given due process as guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. Where are you, ACLU? From there... I then move on to the issues of healthcare, climate change, the economy, gun control, world affairs, etc. So are you telling me that this guy is concerned that we're giving babies the death penalty? Yes. Without trying them in a court first? Yes. This guy is on such a fucking like galaxy brain bullshit. And like you want to know why like our country is is so fucked. It's because people just have these insane, asinine, conflicting beliefs where they're like, oh, I want to support health care, but I, ju- I just don't want people to have abortions. And they're like, it's the same fucking issue. Health care is I not fucking separate from abortion. As much as I love a good crank, part of me, I do feel deeply bad for making fun of these people. Because with proper mental health care in this country, I bet all these cranks could be happy, healthy, functioning members of society. But because our society deprives them of affordable health care for their mental health, uh, they can't get access to, like, medications that could help them feel normal. Yeah, I will. I don't feel bad for these fucking people at all. Honestly, like, if you're, like, pro-life and, like, you're just unwilling to compromise on that issue, and that is the sole issue you vote on. Fuck off. Like, eat shit and fuck off. That, yeah. There's no, uh, I have it's, no, you know, it's 50. I'm not saying like I'm getting my heart bleeds for them, but people are, you know, in a very leftist fashion, you should believe that people are the product of their environments and act based on the inputs and outputs of their life. So these people likely feel this way because they are just in desperate need of help. Right. Well, like, but I know people are still free agents. And the fact that this is their uh, way to express that need for help is ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. I'm, I'm not done with this article, by the way. Okay. I'm got sorry. One more paragraph. I'm, I just had to no, yeah. plug my own uh, humanist beliefs there, but continue. I, I love me a good crank. Democrats bemoan voter suppression and yet support the killing of future voters. Democrats decry the separation of babies from families at the border and yet support the separation of babies from their very lives. What a bunch of hypocrites. Oh, Jesus Christ. Maybe I spoke too soon. Please keep talking, Marianne Chimera and Jason Wilson. I am listening. David P. Smith, Columbus. And it's like... I get at, at a certain point you have to have some kind of sympathy for people who believe these things and at some at some point there either needs to be a foolproof way of converting them to socialism or not but like these you have to treat these people as people who are diapo- like diametrically opposed to your material interests they're there, I have a, such a hard time problem, like such a hard hard time sympathizing with these people and getting into their heads, because like you, I get the feeling that if you bring up socialism around this guy, he's just gonna decry it. He's just get, like he's not gonna be willing to read any literature. He's not gonna listen, not not even listen to like a fucking podcast dunking on people and making fun of it. Just, yeah, absolutely nothing. And like, and I I have a limited amount of of sympathy 
for these people because at the end of the day they're the people who you have to beat at the polls they're the people who you have to like they're the bosses you have to organize against it's all of these people they're so tied together that like you you can't separate the the material conditions that brought them here and like at the end of the day you have to overcome them at the ballot box then once you've built up socialism you can kind of worry about converting them okay um I, at least that's my spiel. I don't know. Yeah, that's a little harsh, but I understand where you're coming from there. But, I mean, I'm sure you could make a pitch for socialism if you don't use such ideolo- ideologically charged uh, words. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you could convince, like, your boomer family members to appreciate socialized medicine or something, as long as you just don't drop the S word. Yeah. I think part of America's problem with leftism is leftists, we just love the iconography of the last century a little too much. Like, I think we got to ditch the sickles and hammers and all the isms. Because if we were like, hey, yeah, like, here's just a system where, like, you'll be healthy and everyone will be happy and you won't have to work as much. So if we like, that sounds great. Right. But once you bring in these ideologically charged words yeah uh, well part of me feels like that if you don't bring in the ideologically charged words you just end up with elizabeth warren who by all means is not the worst candidate for president right she's not bernie sanders but i i would not be completely and totally upset if she no i mean i think if you do have all these okay imagine if bernie was like listen i'm a trotskyist I think we need to build an international band of communists. Like, I think Bernie is very much, you know, he does call for, you know, a very soft sort of revolution. But part of where he succeeds is he doesn't, he uses democratic socialists. Like, he kind of cuts it a little bit. He makes it very, he makes, you know, leftism very accessible. Either way, I don't know. We're rambling. You can cut all this. No, I think it's good. I think it's a healthy discussion. Like, I, I think my problem is I hang out with a lot of, like, radical anarchists. Um, yeah, anarchists are full of shit. Yeah. I, I would say about, like, 60%, uh, 70% of them are. Um, yeah. The ones I know, like, volunteer, they do food net bombs and, like, hand out books to prisoners and stuff like that. I, I, they also live in, like, a big anarchist communal living space. Oh, that's um, cool. Which is pretty sweet. On the topic, there are people who are working, um, who are doing more than just running a podcast, um, who are yeah. actually running for political offices. That brings us to, I, I, you know, um, Lily Byman uh, Rivera, I probably butchered that name, and Socialism in Columbus. Columbus is a very organized money city. Most of Ohio State was funded and built by Lex Wessner. Um, he, he sort of Noted pedophile. Noted pedophile. And he sort of built this, excuse me, system in Columbus where uh, politicians don't run the city, money does. And a completely undemocratic way, completely not for the people, right? There's no personal organization to, or populist organization, I don't know the word for it, um, to Columbus. Tax laws and rent laws get handed down by corporate overlords, that's that. For example, affordable housing in Columbus um, is defined as $1,000 a month. And that's like the minimum of what is considered affordable housing. And so Columbus built all these high-rise luxury apartments, set the rent for $1,000, and declared them affordable housing, probably to meet some standard to get money or tax cuts or whatever. But Lily Rivera wants to change all of that. Her two biggest issues are the two biggest issues you can get locally, and that's setting a $15 minimum wage within the city and redefining and reworking Columbus's affordable housing program in an effort to make sure more working families have access to good quality housing and homeless people can get access to good quality housing. She is doing a phenomenal job. I, she's even she's only just running for like a city council member, but the fact that somebody with these ideas is getting on the Columbus City Council is huge. She, I, I was at a um, DSA meeting. I go to them like once 
once a month essentially or like once every other month she was at that one and she was speaking she's a phenomenal person she is great she is doing the work of god in order to reshape the world and do a better society so that's our note of positivity is that and and she was endorsed by the largest workers union in columbus and she's written some great blog posts on the medium um which i highly suggest checking out about sort of the money and corruption in columbus politics wow that's uh some some levity yeah after this horrible horrible episode we've put together yeah i i wanted to like just uh, keep these uh keep these podcasts ending on a positive note yeah because change is possible it's not easy listen i've i listen to enough pro-union folk songs i know it's possible yeah change is possible and there are people you can work with and there are people you can get behind to make sure that the world ends up becoming a better place there's only one dracula but there's plenty of villagers yeah exactly we are much more and much greater in numbers than they are um and i think that's a good note to end on um shout out to lily lily rivera uh or lily bayman rivera doing god's work i've been mongo gops journalist and arena football league fan and i've been um i didn't think of a cool pen name yet (laughs) all right thank you guys so much for listening to the show today um as always we're always grateful when you give us the clicks and give us the listens give us the retweets give us the likes give us the favorites uh give us the posts come on give us the posts never listen a fascist posted today did you (laughs) um if you have any comments topics you want to talk about tweet at us email us you know do whatever our dms are open please slide into them Um, yeah slide right in thank you guys so much for listening today you have a good one